Dan Striving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies circa 1980, episode 47. Hey everyone, it's Dan. Where are we now? Minute 47 of Zombie Lake. Minute 47 of Burial Ground. Where did we leave off in Zombie Oh, those two dopes, the inspector and his friend who can't remember the lines, but I, oh, maybe both of them can't remember lines, kind of making fun of the mayor for saying that ghosts are attacking the town and, and they're going to send Spitz and Moran, fingers crossed, to investigate. Let's listen. If they find anything, they'll call us. It would appear a whole team of basketball players, women, just simply disappeared in the lake, swallowed up by some ghosts. <laughs> You mean they all disappeared? At least that's what he says. And if by any chance what he said were true, did you think about that? Oh, come on now, not you. One nut for night is more than enough. <sighs> Hello. All right. Now I want to talk with Spitz and Moran right away. What can I do for you? Police would like to see the mayor. He ain't here. It's too early. You got any idea where he is? Yeah, sure. He's bound to be home. It's the castle on the edge of town. This way? Yeah, just before you get to the forest. Thanks a lot. Oh, that's okay. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, it's Spitz and Moran. They are not Mark Spitz and Aaron Moran. In fact, Spitz is played by Jean Rollin, the director. Although I'm looking here. I didn't realize this. Let me just Wikipedia you for a second. Uh, we knew that it was going to be directed by Jess Franco, and at the last minute, they brought in J.R. Um, but it says, uh, Julian de Lacerna directed parts of the film under the supervision of Roland. The final film credited them both under the pseudonym J.A. Lazar. Oh, that's a, a Tim Lucas-related uh, information. Okay, oh, and some BFI stuff. Okay, huh. And Tim Lucas also says that Daniel White's music was taken from at least four other movies. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, what happens in this minute? Well, Spitz and Moran show up, and, and we, finish the, uh, we finish the previous scene with our two dopes, and that one guy is just looking at, well, what if it's true? And I, I'm, I can you tell I'm looking at this? Can you? Oh, I, you can, can't you? We only, we only have, uh, give me only one nut a day, or whatever it is he says, yeah one nut a day oh get me Spitz and Moran oh I'm gonna miss those guys because we know we're not gonna see them again which is too bad we know we'll see Spitz and Moran some more and um yeah yeah you know from a from a distance uh, Spitz and Moran at the end of the scene they look like um it looks like JR and maybe Kurt Russell uh just um kind of uh uh, they, you know, they've just had a chat with the guy who looks like the mayor from Dark Side of Midnight. No, he's not here. It's too early. Where would he be? At home. Day. Uh, now, uh, again, there's no... You, you wonder, like, when Spitz and Moran show up, they're outsiders. Maybe they're going to bring some semblance of not crazy to this. But you also kind of think, nah, they'll probably just be as, as dopey as everyone else is. And, um, yeah... Was that really all I had to say about this minute? Well, Spitz and Moran are here. Let's get excited. Let's start j jumping up and down in, in, in joy and, 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 and fun. Oh, of course, that was a basketball team who got killed in the lake. <gasps> yes. Okay, well, um, okay, well, why were they, they playing volleyball then? I guess, hmm, I, let me just say, 
um, bef- before I get back to our volleyball, basketball playing gals, there is something about the fact that, yeah, in the in the French dub and the English dub, it is ghosts. They keep referring to ghosts. Um, I wonder, are they... Lake of the Living Dead, are they meant to be ghosts and not zombies? I mean, they look pretty zombie to me. But, huh, they, they, they do, do keep referring to ghosts swallowed up by ghosts. And... Uh, yeah, I really like that guy, the dopey guy. I like both of those dopes sitting at that that um, that desk there. But yeah, they say a basketball team. Now, I, what I was going to say is just because they're a basketball team doesn't mean that they can't hit a volleyball around as they're going uh, to swim nude. That's There's nothing precludes this. But you would think they might have a basketball because there's no sign when they get no one dribbles the ball, no one passes the ball. They just they hit it like it's a like it's a volleyball. So and it's it's basketball on both of them, too. So so it was a basketball team who delight in playing volleyball on their time off. Who who's driving that van that the gal showed up? Is the driver still alive when well, the one gal is? Maybe I'm, I don't know. So yeah, so this is ending, and I don't think we're gonna see the inspector and his friend again. But I miss them so much, and Spitz and Moran are here, and they look more boring than those two old guys sitting there. I mean, the one guy who looks so Kurt Russell-y at a distance. Um, and probably won't look like him at all when we get to a closer shot of him. I, he looks like a younger guy. He looks like a guy who could have been in, like, um, I never say the word right, Polizio Cezio or Polizio Cezzi, whatever. He looks like 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 in Violent Professionals or something like that. Whereas the other guy looks like, I don't even know who the other guy looks like. He The other guy looks like Dwight, a bit like Dwight from The Office, from the U.S. version of The Office, or maybe his dad. So, you know, maybe not as commanding. But, you know, if, if your calling is to be a police inspector of some kind, I'm not going to put down how you look. Go in there, do your job, kick ass. Yeah, stop the ghosts. <sighs> okay, well, that, that, is, that is this minute. There's not much to say about this minute. Spitz and Moran are here. Let's see what they do. Uh, wh- what are we doing in Barrow Ground? Oh, yes, Barrow Ground. Apparently, they are out of bullets for the uh, shotgun. And uh, some of the zombies have retreated, but one of them has climbed the side of the house and is getting in a second story window with some cool music. Let's listen. All right, let's take a look at that ankle. No wonder it's killing you. It's very badly bruised. We'll have to wrap it tightly to keep it from swelling. I'll get bandages. I'm still trying to get all the names down here, but I think it's Leslie is with James, the mustache guy. Janet is with Janet's the gal who hurt her ankle, and Evelyn was with George and Michael. George, R.I.P. Michael, creepy. Uh, so, so this is this is this one begins yeah with a taken taken uh, a Janet's boot off. 
and yeah, her 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 ankle is really red, and in the in the English version, it's bruised. We need to bandage it so it doesn't get swollen. In the Italian version, it's already swollen. Although it doesn't look particularly swollen. Although, <laughs> like, I, I guess, you know, they're they're shooting the film fairly quickly in this beautiful villa or, or mansion or whatever the heck it is. Still haven't watched a thing. I'm, I'm fairly certain from looking at some of these sets, like the staircase and the hallways, that this was all shot on location. I'd like to save a little something for later. I know some of you are sitting there going, Dan, of course it was shot on location. Why don't you watch the thing? I'll watch. I'll watch the thing. I'll, I'm going to watch the thing. Don't just, you know, everyone stay cool. All right. But uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Leslie kind of does that thing where, you know, um, she, she's got um, sort of she's holding on to Janet's ankle and she kind of turns it a little. She's like, oh, it's almost like she's favoring the camera. Oh, it's look, it's swollen or bruised. Ow! Yeah, don't do that with it. How about don't even touch it? You don't even, do you need to touch that? I mean, you take the boot off and let her put her foot down and you can have a look at it. And uh, so, yeah, so so poor um, poor Janet is sitting there. Oh, oh well, she's in pain. She, they, they didn't take her other boot off her, I guess, to make her more comfortable. She's sitting there with one boot on, one boot off. And... And the rest of the minute is um, uh, Leslie going down that awesome staircase with like the red carpet on it. And at the, at, the, at the top of the staircase, you can see what looks like a wall, but there's clearly a door in there, which I just love. I don't know if you could see there was a door in there. Uh, in the original, like on the VHS, I don't know, you would have just seen a wall, I think. But here, very clearly on the Blu-ray, you can see the outline of the frame of a door. You could, that was probably there. That was probably there in the um, the, the the VHS. You could probably say, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to look at that spot without knowing there's a there's a door there. But anyways, yeah. So so Leslie comes down the steps uh, very gingerly, and then she's in one of those great epic hallways, and she's getting closer and closer to the camera, closer and closer to the camera, and the eeriness is at a height. And of course, as this is happening, I'm thinking. Where's everybody else? Where's James and Evelyn and Michael and... Not George. What? Mark? Is Mark the other guy? I think Janet and Mark. I'm going to write that down because I think that might be right. Where's everybody else? Why aren't they here? If there are zombies all around the place, shouldn't they be traveling in pairs? I don't... I don't know. It's burial ground. You know, so, so many of the late 70s, early 80s slashers and films like this wouldn't have survived if if they... Well, I mean, if they don't... If they think they're safe in the house... May, I mean, maybe... Uh, what was it? Maybe James came by and said, Hey, they've gone away. I think we're okay for now. And she and, and Leslie says, Okay, well, I'm going to go check on Janet's ankle. She checks on... She's like, I'm, she, but she does kind of go down the steps tentatively... And, and kind of walks down the hallway, kind of... She she isn't like... La, da, 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 da. Where's she going for bandages, though? I mean, I would have thought she would have gone to, like, a like a bathroom or, or, or something up on the um, on that floor that they were on. Look for bandages. But where's she going for the bandage? I mean, she she's only been in that house for a few hours. Surely, she, I'm going to get bandages. And suddenly, she's just wandering through the hallways going, Bandages? Where are you, bandages? You know, Leslie, she has her moments, and then she has her trickier moments so the 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 minute ends yeah she's kind of walking towards the camera walking towards the camera and of course i thought of the great night stalker uh written by richard matheson produced by dan curtis starring darren mcgavin and directed by the great john Llewellyn moxie the moxie who just passed recently one of my favorite tv movies of all time 
possibly up there with one of my favorite just movies in general. But that has that opening scene, dun, 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 just angry enough to walk the six blocks to her home or whatever, 16 blocks or whatever. And you see the woman in the alley and she's moving towards us, moving towards us. Here's the difference between someone like the Moxie and um, AB, good old, good, good old uh, Andrea Bianchi here, is that um, Andrea Bianchi, I mean... I don't want to spoil Night Stalker, but the way the Moxie shoots the scene where the woman is walking towards us, walking towards us in the alley, and something happens is really nicely done. This scene and Burial Ground looks like it's going to do the exact same thing, but then it gets confused by a really odd shot of the zombie's hand breaking through the window and then grabbing. And then it cuts back, I think, to the uh, the actual first shot no no so she's walking towards us she's walking towards us and we see on the right side of the screen we see a window that is completely covered i mean it looks like it, it i mean it would have had a wouldn't have had wouldn't there have been a shutter over that or something i mean if okay i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the but but she's moving towards us move she her face almost fills the screen and then you get a random shot of something bursting through a window and then you basically get like a close-up of the zombie hand grabbing her hair and she doesn't look too happy and then we we see from outside through the window all the broken glass and and the zombie and and we're i mean we're thinking we're well we're thinking zombie here right aren't we all thinking zombie right here and yeah she's screaming and on the and there's a zombie kind of grabbed her and pulling her towards the glass and and the and the, and the italian Soundtrack, she yells for James, uh, but she, she doesn't at this moment on here. But so it's sort of like Moxie does it in one shot, and it's like a <gasps> moment. Here, it's like you know something's going to happen, but then that insert is so confusing that when the zombie hand grabs her head, you're like, oh, what? Oh, okay. So it's not as good, but it has its charms. And I would also ask here, and then I will wrap this up because I've been talking about a minute where basically a woman looks at another woman's ankle and then walks down a hall and gets grabbed by a zombie in her hair far too long maybe or maybe not so on the second floor they have these shutters that they're pulling shut which presumably uh, there no there's no glass in the windows so so presumably these shutters are meant to keep something out and yet on the first floor they have glass with like just curtains or something i don't I, I'm going to look at something real quick and then we'll wrap this up. I will say I love the zombies' arms and, and hands in, in this shot. But look 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 at the window. Look at the window. So you see the glass and then it looks like there's a curtain or a shutter or something outside. Outside, uh, beyond the glass. And yet when the zombie smashes his hand, through, and I'm presuming it's a he, I don't, I don't mean to be... A jerk there when the zombie's hand goes through the glass there's no sign of that curtain or shutter or whatever it was at first i thought maybe the curtain was on the inside but it's not you if you see it it's on the outside so there's something there that suddenly isn't that's why it doesn't really make sense and that's why it's kind of a confusing moment because you think so they have shutters covering the windows on the second floor that don't have glass but they have nothing like curtains or nothing covering the glass windows i mean wouldn't it i mean if if something's wanting to break into the house wouldn't it make more sense to put those shutters on the first floor windows i don't know 
I don't know. It's burial ground. I'm going overboard here. But I just think I just think that's a strange moment because you see her getting close, getting close, and then she seems to pass the window almost. But then something grabs her and pulls her towards the window. It's it's like it's the whole that whole last five or six, six, seven, eight seconds of the minute just feel off to me, and I don't understand the way they're sort of fortifying the house. Thank you. Good night. They, they so they, they they put in this huge door that is keeping the zombies out. They can't break through it. The the front door, back door, whatever the heck that is. And yet down the hallway, there's just a regular glass window that you can just smash through and enter the house. That you know. But the the second floor, there's huge shutters that you can't get through. And how? Why didn't they put the shutters up? To block out that zombie who crawls in the window at the end of the last minute? I've got so many questions, and I don't think they're going to get answered. And for a good reason, because the next minute is probably just going to be fun and gory. Hey, that's what we're here for. So that is that is this, episode 47 of One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980. When we return, what the heck is going to happen to Leslie? I hope she'll be okay. She just went to help Janet, and now she's in some trouble and she should have brought a friend and yeah so um, I, I'll talk to you next time listen to this guys <laughs>